Yo, what's up? Welcome to Down to Watch. My name is Tak. I'm here with three awesome gents. We're here to discuss Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Guys, please introduce yourselves. Unbreakable. They're alive, damn it. <laughs> I think the theme song is I my favorite the part. Theme song yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? It's Yanni coming back at you. Uh, spell Johnny Talk. So, you know, he's like, who's this Yanni guy? Uh, <laughs> is Yanni. Thanks, my dad, for that. Thanks, dad. Yanni was a famous Armenian singer in the 90s. He actually wasn't a singer. He's the, the keyboard he's player. A, yeah, yeah. He just, he's like, does like double keyboard orchestral that new orgasms age sound. and stuff. His music actually is on. On CBS golf coverage of the Masters. <laughs> I always see like music by Yanni. I'm like, God. But I'm naming after my father, and we're from Chicago. So it's not like Yanni's music was bumping in the projects of, okay. of Chicago when I was born. Okay. You know, like, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little background about me, you know. Yep. And Mike back as usual. Mike and Mike. What's up? I have to talk again, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. We need to get our scheduling together. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I'm going to talk for you, huh? I need someone to fill up talking. And on this very special episode... This is a TV special, everyone, as you guys probably saw when you clicked on it. But uh, Is it TV? Doing... Yeah, it's a TV show. I mean, you know. I mean, web. Netflix is kind of the new TV, so... Yeah. 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 It's got to be TV. considered TV. Yeah. It was um, not, it's not HBO, for sure. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> wow. Definitely not. Uh, we saw, what is it called? Is it Kimmy Schmidt? The Unbreakable unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She's unbreakable. It's a miracle. (laughs) I really did like the Uh, the intro song. The Gregory Brothers actually, uh, the ones who do the, 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 you know, mashups of viral content. Yeah, with the auto-tune. With the auto-tune. So, Bed Intruder and also Double Rainbow, they actually did that. I was wondering if they did it, because it's like, it'd be kind of a dick move if they did something like that and didn't use them to make it. Right, right. I I assumed that they were just ripping off the the YouTubes as well. I didn't think they actually went to the source. I thought they went to the source because it was Tina Fey. Usually she doesn't screw people over like that. That's cool. It's good to know. That is cool. That's very thoughtful. Yeah. That, that I know, Like on 30 Rock, whenever she made fun of people for certain like things that happened in news stories and she'd use it as part of like a gimmick or something in her show, she'd try uh-huh. to get them on the show to play whatever she's making fun of. So right, Yeah. Right. Uh. Nice. Shout out to Tina Fey for being a good humanitarian. <laughs> Shout Thank out. you. We love you, Tina. So you can do no wrong, started. Tina. <laughs> I love Mean Girls, but uh, I also I also love me some Ellie what? Kemper, and that's what got me watching this show. Yeah, is, is that the name of the lead actress? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm terrible done. with names, but <laughs> I, I I I I was kind of. Uh, I think that's what got me into the show. Too. Yeah, I, I think Ellie Kemper is a good comedian and a very uh, pretty woman. Uh, I remember watching her in right. The Office and thinking she was her character was adorable. Well, I'll admit that when I watched the first episode a month or two ago, because I, I watched the first episode just right, the first yeah, because we talked like about that two months if you've ago. Seen it, you're like, I saw the first episode because of her and the fact that Tina Fey was a creator, mm-hmm. co-creator. So, yeah. I guess we're. Did you watch it because of her, Yanni, or no? Uh, well, I was always curious about it because I I'm having I've been having Thirty Rock withdrawals. I mean, Thirty Rock, uh, The Office, Off the Air, now Parks and Rec. Like that's been for a long time. I I like the whole NBC block. Uh, so I 
Dan's the one who actually he know Dan Lantern. He's he's a little more assertive, so he goes to my house and puts it on. <laughs> so I wasn't gonna do it myself, but he's like, "Here, watch, watch here, yeah, <laughs> come on, come on." <laughs> and then he turns he turns it on, and then as soon as it gets into the the viral matchup. Uh, with the, the Gregory brother thing, I was like, okay, I, I get it, because it, it's it's basically Thirty Rock, uh, in many in many ways, the cadence, the humor, the timing. It's even faster, I think, than Thirty Rock was. But it, it definitely, if you're itching for that, uh, you're definitely getting that with um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, y'all. Very nice, and produced straight to Netflix. Yeah, actually, the thing is, it was originally bought by NBC. Uh, for for one season, but then they sold it to Netflix and sold two seasons uh, uh, to Netflix. Yeah, so like, uh, so Netflix, I think, was more like, hey, no, this is something. Like, we can we can you know do this. Yeah, they're shopping around for anything that they can call Netflix originals lately. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed they, they bought shows. They bought older shows and and retagged them as Netflix originals. They know there's going to be more. The streaming era is upon us, and there's yeah, going to be more. There's um, a demand. So like, where you at least it, until Google buys them. It's going to be just kind of like, you know, blue, <laughs> then like Blu-ray, HD, DVD, similar thing. Like, hey, we got Harry Potter. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. Um, and 30 Rock is, is well um, kept on Netflix as well. Oh, yeah. It's, it's archived there. Definitely. Yeah. So um, I, think that was, I think that was really, really, really smart. Uh, Ellie Kemper. Uh, uh, yeah, she's, she's awesome. I liked her yeah, also in Bri- Bridesmaids as well. Yeah. She, she killed in that. And you can't forget college humor, the driest blowjob sketch. Oh, yeah, First time that I ever was saw her. her. Oh, my <laughs> God. How dry do Never you want it? it? Oh, my God. I remember that. Like, I'm going to give you the driest blowjob ever. And it's like a desert. Like, <laughs> my tongue's like a desert. Oh, <laughs> my God. Do you, you like lots of teeth? Lots of teeth? <laughs> Dude, I've been there, man. You guys have to watch it if you haven't seen I've it. It's there. really funny. No, I re- what is this called again? It's funny. I didn't remember. It's college that. humor, like driest blowjob ever or something like that. Worst blowjob ever. I think it was probably right before The Office or right, right around that time. Yeah, it was before The Office. Wow. Yeah, that was her. That was oh, so this was, this was like a stand-up? Like a, a no, like a little skit. Did, a little, it's yeah. college humor. You know, they audition and, and they cast people just like a real show. It just it goes straight to the web. Oh, college humor. Yeah, oh, okay. college humor. Okay, that website that does all that produces all those like little comedic shorts and stuff. Yeah, they're big on like, satire. Like, like funny or die, like you know. Yeah. Uh, okay, gotcha. Sort of gotcha. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> they have their own studios here in LA. College college humor is getting legit. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, like I like the the show. I was saying the tie into Thirty Rock. Like you got Tina Fey is a you know co-creator. You have uh, also uh, Jane. Uh, Krakowski and right. stuff on the little uh who who uh who who played um in the original you know Thirty Rock which and uh she's similarly like you know kooky and everything and I even spotted some extras because <laughs> I did some background uh acting <laughs> when I first moved here to Los Angeles I you may have seen me in CSI in the various <laughs> episodes but did, did you play a dead body uh, it was something of a sort but you know no they have to give you a pay bump if they, haven't, they haven't aired it yet I must not reveal. <laughs> But no, it, it, I was even seeing some extras that were actually in uh, Thirty Rock. How I was funny. like, wow! Uh, but and then also too, even the music, the composer, the composer mm-hmm. is Jeff Richmond, which is Tina Fey's husband. So it has okay. the same kind of playful. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like because it, I yeah, you know, actually, in the family. noticing about things because that that show actually has a score, and that's like not usual, you know, for 
TV shows today and stuff, it has, you know, it's just like melodies that play along. And just right. Like, like, like a cartoon. Yeah. Like you're watching Looney Tunes. That is unusual. Uh-huh. Usually the sitcoms just have like the theme song and it plays over and over during commercial break. But I right. figured that was because it was on Netflix. Like Netflix usually is willing to pay more and get more stuff. So that... But remember, it was already produced for NBC before they bought it. Yeah. But did they buy it when there's episodes already filmed? Or did yeah, they there buy was, it? There was two seasons already the, shot. I think there's yeah. one season shot. Ah. And then I think there. But still, that's a post thing to do. Music. It was 13 yeah. episodes were first shot for NBC. Yeah, in I would imagine they can still like add yeah. in the music later. I feel or like that could have been different music. That's true. Because usually Netflix is willing to throw more money at shows, and that's why they get better quality. Yeah. But so it's they, also out of desperation because they're still trying to build their brand. And you were talking too, uh, Michael, about how Tina Fey borrows from the headlines and you know uh, does certain things like that. And you have the whole premise of the show is she was uh, as a teenager she was abducted and uh, basically thrown into this religious cult un- that was um, under the ground and had like other followers of other kidnapped you know women. And there was this crazy kooky you know leader with a doomsday apocalypse. Uh, uh, message and, and sermon and uh, basically brain attempted, I guess, to brainwash them for 15 years and then they were finally freed. So that actually mirrors what actually happened. Was that in Indiana when the when the black guy like he uh, he found the the girls in the basement or something? Yeah, I, I don't. I'm trying to think because I, I was wondering I if I was, that was. I was wondering I if they sued. Remember that too. I was reminded of that. I wonder. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering. It, it if sounds they, like that was really an inspiration for this show. Oh, of course. It sounds like she watches a lot of news and then gets ideas and starts writing off sitcoms. Well, that makes sense, seeing as how she was the weekend tonight thing for yeah, weekend update. Weekend update. Weekend yeah, update. That's true. Yeah. So, I'm sure that's a real hard habit to break, you know. And in and a long improv background too. I mean, you're obviously, you know, it's just like doing stand up. You're basically just current events and what's yeah, happening. Yeah, and so. plus you have like an endless source of inspiration if with current events. There's always something new. I think yeah. the South Park writers are a good example of people who've just kept current events. Oh, they're yeah, they're insane. Feeding I, I, their show for for over a decade. I still have to see that documentary about how the show's made. I think they. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Seven you days. Watch that? Yeah, it's good, good, good. It's a good watch. So, um, so yeah, like you have uh, her and then she basically gets they, – they find her and then they become kind of like little minor celebrities. And instead of choosing to uh, live her life and her, sell her story as a victim and ride that wave, she wants to find uh, her own path and she wants to discover her own adulthood uh, for herself while some of the other people who are with her, they decide to do other various things. And there's even, there's even one that is totally down with it. <laughs> Who uh, volunteered to join uh, the cult? What she he bought? She he bought some of her hair on on Craigslist, and <laughs> she thought he had some really nice ideas. Who <laughs> meet a woman like that? Um, and <laughs> and uh, so and then she so basically she's just thrown into New York, and then there you have it. You know, she's in so small, you know, what um, small fish, big pond type thing, and it really reminds me a lot of Elf. Did you guys get that? Like, actually, I didn't see that movie. Yeah, the, the, uh, what? Do, you, do, you, do you like telling people yeah. you haven't seen that movie? Talk. <laughs> do you enjoy the reaction? I, you get? I, I'm not going to satisfy I, I, you. I have no fucks whenever <laughs> people give me that reaction. Yeah, I don't like Will Ferrell, so Ooh. I would never watch that movie. Do you like? Do you, do you not as much this. as you like saying you that you don't like Will Ferrell? Huh? <laughs> name something. Like name something like you tolerated him in. 
What was something I tolerated him in? Yeah. You, you had to have seen that experimental uh, movie he did. Uh... The one where no, he's like, uh, no, like throwing out no. his stuff, like he's no, out, no, out he's there. In, he works for the Internal Revenue. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, the one with Queen Latifah. Uh, I don't know about that. No, Queen Latifah, no. and uh, no, he he had a voice in his head, right? No, no, no. He was like, uh, he works for the IRS. And yeah, and there was a narrator in in the and, and he heard yeah. the narrator narrating his life, and someone was writing a book. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't Queen Latifah. It was uh, no, Queen Latifah Emma, was in it though. Emma Thompson was the narrator. Yeah, that's who it was. Emma Thompson, yeah, Emma Thompson was a voice, but uh, Queen Latifah was the uh, was the. Um, oh, I don't remember her at all. <laughs> she was, <laughs> she's forgettable. I, I tolerated Anchorman only because it had a great like supporting cast. The first Anchorman, all right, bro. it was an first. ensemble. Steve Carell, but you didn't see the second one. No, no one should see this. Not really. I, I never saw it. Well, well, it, just to say, like it, it mirrors it. I think it mirrors Elf in the way, like he's basically been away for a very long time. He became an elf. He's completely sold into that, and he goes out and he's interacting just like an elf would. Yeah, the old fish out of water. Exactly. Same. Yeah, mm-hmm. fish out of water. Yeah, exactly. Storyline. So, but but just sticking to it, like committing the, the fuck out of it, and. Uh, yeah, so super so. Op- optimistic. You can say. right, right. Very. That's exactly how Kimmy was like. She was very optimistic. But she, but this is a lot darker. This this is a lot. Um, this is a lot darker uh, because she uh, was because okay. I mean he was from the North Pole and she was you know b- buried in a. Um, she was. I think ba- I think they do a, both have a, that in a, in a, in a optimistic bunker. naivete though about them. Absolutely. Yeah. But Ellie Kemper always plays that kind of role. It seems like a reoccurring thing with her. She's she's kind of always the same. Typecast or this lack of acting ability? Time. I don't know. Maybe maybe her her comedy works that way. Maybe her, her comedy works best if she plays the naive, ditzy, yeah. optimistic one. Hmm. I don't know. Does she do stand-up? I've never seen her stand-up if she does stand-up. Uh, I wouldn't know. Yeah. I've never seen her in The Office, only because I've, I've I quit only watched then? The American Office up to like season two. That was it. What? Mm. I went and... to season four. What's up? <laughs> I said I went to season four that I quit. It was hard to watch. After I made it all the way Steve through. Carell left, right? It was hard for you to well, watch. He left at like six. Oh, time. you would have loved it because yeah. Will Ferrell came in, talk. Huh? <laughs> That's true. Uh, Will nice. Ferrell did come yeah. in. Should have gave that show a crack then. Oh, dude. No, just the first season, it was like such a steal from the British version yeah. that yeah. that's what turned me off. And then well, I realized the later on it grew like like it actually became its own thing. Yeah, it um, definitely did. But I, I just didn't give it a chance. But she was uh, she was in the office, and then what was another? show that she was in before this well that's just a, i guess the I, college I, humor I thought, thing I, okay, I but then also she did bridesmaids show. she was um oh bridesmaids yeah she was the newlywed oh yeah she did do good in that yeah but was it a similar character it was yeah very much she's just like you know totally but that's all i want to know if it's her if it's her range or just being typecast yeah i don't know these are the great I questions <laughs> i think we'd have to see another like like more material or right. see her in other maybe maybe the second I think we should write a script like a dramatic role and pitch it to her <laughs> maybe in the second see. season maybe in the second season they're going to like let her spread her wings see if she'll <laughs> pick it up and like really dive into a deep dramatic role but, I mean, but you know why? Well, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, dude. She's she she nails this on the freaking head. I right. mean, I don't know who else they really could have got uh to do this. Right. She's very likable. 
Yeah, very yeah, did. Yeah, very. She's one of those people like you see her and you're just like, oh, that's a really nice person. Like you don't have to hear <laughs> yeah. them say anything. Like 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 if someone told you she's a bitch in real life, you'd be like, no. Like I, can't I, I don't that. believe no that. No way. Yeah. Like she pissed on my kid. Like no. <laughs> they got stung by a uh, what should we call it? Right. That's why she had to do it. So, oh, so there you go, out of, of kindness. So then, in our imaginations, both Ellie Kemper and Tina Fey are like these two really amiable humanitarian people. Well, I read that we'd Tina want to have Fey's a drink book, with. So, I think that made me like her more. What about what about Amy Poehler? Is she really nice? You think? I think so. I well, I, I think she's yeah. I think she's she's very nice. I mean, I I did was on. I, when I did my background performance on Clarks and Recreation, <laughs> uh, it was on the final season. I mean, that's uh, not shot in Pawnee, Indiana? Episode six. Oh, I've, they flew me to Pawnee. Um, <laughs> Actually, the, the building she works in is in Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there a bunch of times. I thought that looked familiar. Wow. Yeah. Fuck, that's Pawnee? Yeah. Damn it. Pawnee's really I'm, in Pasadena. <laughs> I'm staying out there now. No, um, I Best saw her in the world. I saw her on set, <laughs> and she was just like a delight. Like, um, some people. They go on set and they're like, just like you know, they just just do the takes and get get out. And they're not sociable. They don't they don't right. light it up. She lit it up, dude. And she just she was just laugh. You could hear her laughing from all over. Um, and so, and I actually got a chance to meet her. I went up and shook her hand. I was supposed to, I was in a scene where like I guess Adam Scott was bouncing the line off me, but I was freaking huge. And the director like said, "Okay, we need a smaller guy because we can't see Adam Scott." And I was like, "Fuck!" But uh, <laughs> but still got a glance. Still still I still got a little shot up in there. But it was it. I, yeah, I think just from that, I thought that she was you know, well she could be a mega bitch well, too. I'll admit that, like, I don't know why, but Amy Poehler is one of the people who I think has to be a really nice person in Mm -hmm. Hollywood. Like, to the point where when her and Will Arnett broke up, I was actually like, oh, that's that's just horrible. I didn't even know they broke up. They're two great comedians, and I was like, that should have lasted forever. I didn't know at first that they (laughs) broke up. And actually, uh, I could have got chatty with Poehler because it was like, you know, we were, like, chilling. And I could have been like, oh, like I love your, you know, show. I love your movies. I love your husband's work. I could, you know, <laughs> well, she probably would have thought you were talking about uh, Nick Kroll. Well, yeah, but they're like they were dating at the time, but they're still dating, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Which is horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. That's I don't, a weird. That's I don't, a weird I don't. I don't. I liked that him until I saw Crow show, and then I was like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still the I'm on the league, and um, and, he, I love and, the league. and he made an appearance on this show. Um, yeah, tie yeah. in. And he was yeah. great. Nick. He was He's great. Oh, Chris, Christophe, Kroll show, Christophe, <laughs> Chuggemon, Finani. <laughs> wait, wait, what? That was hilarious. I didn't though. even like, pick it up the, the first time. Lights got turned on and stuff. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, dude! It's like Ivy else is real. <laughs> <laughs> it, it lightens the mood. <laughs> like the candles, like. Dude, like, I like when he was getting at the girls, like you, like you yelling at the women, like, um, like, like, cycle, cycle, you, 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 you fat women, something. <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, yeah, I do think to go with what you said, Michael. I do think that those both Tina Fey and um, uh, Ellie Kemper are both, you know, probably delights. Probably more Kemper because I think Tina Fey probably we. Most writers, I think, they're more quiet and observative in different settings. They're not usually as extroverted, mm-hmm. you know, because they're they're just recording as actors, everything. Right. Actors want to be everybody's friend. They never know where the next job's going to. You got to be liked. Like That's so me, clingy. love me, <laughs> like me. Don't you want to hang out? No. Uh, 
so the uh, the roommate she finds the roommate uh, Titus yeah. Adramanon. Yeah, he was one of what's the highlights take on, for me. What's your take on Titus? Man? Titus is my favorite part, probably. Yeah, I, I think uh, so too. I, I think, think the landlady show, is like, my he favorite. Just stole, he just stole, mm. Yeah, he stole yeah. Yeah, Carol Kane. Yeah. yeah, she she is really funny too. Like he annoyed me at times. With what? I felt like what the singing. Well, no, I was okay with <laughs> that because he wanted to be a Broadway actor and stuff right. like that. Right, yeah. and like sing the Lion King every chance he got. <laughs> I gotta figure out how to phrase this. When I was a kid, <laughs> uh, oh boy! When I was a kid, you know that had... was a, an epic decision today in the Supreme Court. So uh, yeah, when yeah, I was a kid, yeah, yeah. we had a super flamboyant uh, housekeeper. Yeah, I like saying housekeeper. Male so, or female? Male. Oh and wow! Well, there you go. He reminded me of him, <laughs> male housekeeper. But I felt like the way they portrayed the character was semi-offensive. But it of did course. remind me of this like housekeeper we had. So then I was I, I was constantly battling with that. Like if I found his <laughs> the portrayal offensive or not, and then like it made me want to know so bad if he was really gay. Because if he was really gay, then I could be okay. The, the actor, yeah, dude. I mean, I haven't done the research, but man, there's. I mean, <laughs> that's if he's okay, not. Do I, you I, watch I, Modern I, Family? This is what I do told. You watch okay, Family? I already know. I already know. Yeah, but out of the yeah. two of them, who would you think was the real okay, gay one? <laughs> okay, I know, and I, and I dealt with that. Okay, uh, that, okay, that was a rough 2010. Okay, but listen, uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is. What I told Dan, I was like, if that guy's straight, then that's I'm saying that, that's automatic awards, like <laughs> for the rest of his life. Like I'm sorry, you just can't nail it like that. And actually, they've each have won awards. Ellie Kemper and the, the, real, the actor's real name is Titus. It's Titus, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that, what, Titus weird. with two S's. Yeah, and Titus the show with two it's S's. one S. Uh, and strange. they both won uh, Webby Awards for Best Actor and Actress. Uh, yeah, already, uh, but but I uh, I need to know if he's really gay because like you need to now know. I now I can't is make it, that assumption because Cam on Modern Family is a straight guy, he's married and everything, and if you watch Modern Family, I think everyone would agree he's the guy you'd be like, oh yeah, that guy's gay in real life, but he's not. It's okay, but now that you know, acting. now that you know he's straight, do you look at him his acting now? Do you kind of more like hmm, that was a, that was a stretch. No. Stop it! We're nah. not that. We're not that bad. Even then, I, even then, even knowing that, I think I'm still kind of taken aback by his acting ability. Yeah, yeah. I think but I find I, it I more an impressive like, oh, performance. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm impressed with my abilities, but that's why, like, I I, I want to know if the act Titus is gay or not because then if he's gay, then I can feel less bad because I'm sure he was like, all right, calm that shit down. You went too far there. You know, or... I mean, okay. I, I know what you're <laughs> you saying. Know, like, like, I mean, the, the, the gayness, let's, you know, is is out there. You know, it's aggressive. It's like, even if you're the most, you it's know... It's not even just Rainbow, flag-waving, <laughs> equal, equality, yes, rights for everybody, live your life, live your dreams. It's still that a degree of gay where it's like, wow. Like, I... You know, there's just sometimes you're just cornered with it. We're not ready sometimes, you know? <laughs> Uh, it happened to me. It, it happened to me, dude. I, I was working at T-Mobile, man, and like I was helping this guy. He was cool, and I know I knew he, you know, he was gay. And we had a, like a little interaction. It was we were, the sale was going great, and we were, it was professional. And then somebody recognized him, <laughs> another guy, and it went boom. It like it was like a per. It, it went down. Like let's just say I was caught in the middle. And um, huh. I Wait, like the, the nature of the conversation became like it, super perverse or something. Super, or? it went. He, it, it was queen, it, like the queen factor. It was like whoa, like <laughs> he, he just he lost everything he had that was reserved and seemingly hetero was gone. 
and yeah. it was just like, and here I am with them, and he, and there's other customers, and they're the loudest, and they're with me, and they're joking with me, and I'm just kind of like, how do I appear not to be like them? But um, <laughs> but I'm the most. You know, I'm raised in San Diego. Um, I was raised around my, my mother and um, my father, both you know, had, like gay friends, and I've I've raised around you know them, and um, I'm very. <laughs> accepting and understanding of that culture and, and, and everything. But it just, it was just like, it was like a hundred miles an hour. And I was like, but, and I didn't say anything. I was just like, all right, let's go. Yeah. But <laughs> there's moments. That's where moments when I watched this Titus character and I'm like, wow, like he really, it, it kind of, struck, it kind of hit home a little bit, not home, it, but oh yeah. <laughs> it, hit, it hit you. But, but I mean, but still, I think I like his acting. I really enjoyed uh, his character. I think that is the right combination of just, uh, lewd of of uh, uh, petty, but fiercely loyal, and, and delivers these you know heartwarming, optimistic uh, outlooks. You know when he gets when he says, um, um, "Surviving isn't the same." Wait, did you call him loyal? Yeah, no, you can't say that, dude. Honestly, yeah, honestly, I, I, can't I, was, say, I was gonna say, yeah, just can't, pretty, can't call his lawyer, his character this is, loyal. This is what's weird because the thing is, every time he kind of betrays the whole when he makes fun of Kimmy or when he, yeah, like, no, not about that. Just, um, did you not forget that he's married? Okay. Oh yeah, but he slipped, <laughs> so he slipped and so he slipped. Call him loyal. <laughs> he slipped and mentioned it, you know. But look. The thing, the the, back, the 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 flashback went back to him being a college, you know, athlete and like being uh, repressed, which is kind of man. offensive. And you know, <laughs> the funniest thing is when he's walking her to school and he says, like after the flashback, he says, "the the the, the crown they gave me for homecoming um, king is so tacky, I re- I hardly wear it anymore." <laughs> like, like, wow! Like, they just take it right back. So we have this. It's basically the sympathy is like he was repressed and pressured to be this. You know, guy. Yeah, no, I get that. But still, I think this is the things that he does for 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 um, for, um, for Kimmy, and um, you know when he says that uh, surviving isn't the same as making it or something to that effect, um, and sings to her uh, Katy Perry's fireworks. <laughs> Like it was his own. Did song. he sing it like his own? Because yeah. I'm not gonna lie. As soon as he started, and I was like. What is this? That uh, fast forward, and then I got to the end of it, and she was making critiques, and I was laughing at that. Yeah, but I didn't listen to the rendition. It's not at like all. it's so fireworks. Like, mm. It's firework, and like, <laughs> I was like, wow, she nailed it though. But uh, but yeah, man, it, it's but I, I I mean, it just has he has so many layers to that character. But that's um, why when you bring all this up, that's why I think the landlady. Hands down, best character. Second for me would be Symphony. 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 Oh yeah. God, just that would be my hurt. second favorite character. But Wait, first, the, the daughter. daughter. Oh, oh. Like, oh, okay. like this is over. Me, the, I swear, Mrs. Voorhees' daughter. Like yeah. my favorite yeah. line from the landlady is when she serves Kimmy the papers for oh. the trial, and then she goes, "Besides being a lookout." I'm a drug lookout. I'm also uh, I also serve people. That way, when times are bad, times are good. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, dude! She just has these little these little quips. When she tells them about the Asian dating things, it's usually like when like, white men and Asian men, white women and Asian men. Oh yeah, she's like, like you, usually the other way around. Upstream. You swim upstream, a woman can rack up, and she pulls out you know these photos in her wallet of all these Asian men. But but the thing is, it's a time, and it happens so quick. It's and I think that I really think that 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 started I think with like The Simpsons, and like because with with because with Thirty Rock, 
did, I think, is what it kind of turned regular TV into like that Family Guy Simpsons thing with the timing and flashbacks and all those things that you normally do. So it's just like blazing. Yeah, change the format. But she just does stuff when she's like, you know, um, when she's talking about the urbification. What is it? What is it of the gentrification? Gentrification. Gentrification of the neighborhood. They're going to try to rebuild it and bring white yuppies in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're they're going to look at the house and want it because it has nice bones. We got to hide my husband's bones. And if you realize <laughs> it before, she talks about actually murdering her husband. Yeah, she said <laughs> a, a, a black guy black came. Guy that came in the middle of the night. And then like. Or she, what she says, um, you, you know, sooner or later you're going to be looking in the, in the mirror and you're going to say, who's that old lady? And then you're going to realize it's a window and someone punches you. <laughs> like, I don't. But did you notice in that episode, like maybe five minutes later, uh, the old guy who was stuck in the bathtub punches mm-hmm. Titus in the window? <laughs> I didn't get that until like the third time I saw it. And, I was, and, 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 and then he and his and his name is uh, Golly B. Willikers or Jolly B. Willikers. Um, because when she, because you know, Kimmy swears like somebody, like she swears by she actually swears like my spe- mom by spelling out like uh, words that aren't even swear words, right? Like you know, yeah. And and when she when when she said like to the to the girl who from the bunker when she was going to marry the, the gay guy, she was going to say, "What's the H E L?" You know what? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like she's so gay, but like whoa. Um, she she uh, uh, I lost it, but yeah. Um, it just. Uh, with um yeah, we were talking about with the Carol Kane's character. Um just just I'd like to all the characters pretty much. I don't think really anyone well actually no. Uh Kimmy's dad. Oh yeah. stepdad. 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 That guy I, I kinda dug him. You kinda dug him. I, 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 well you know I, who I, he I, was, I like, right? I like the actor. I mean he, he yeah. kinda plays like a like a bumbling idiot pretty well. But, but yeah, but you but, know who he's supposed to be playing. Gomer Powell. Yeah, from like, the Andy yeah, Griffith show. He's supposed or, to be or, that guy. Or yeah, or like yeah, well yeah, what's his name? Um uh. Yeah, but uh, that was uh, I was you just, un, just you're beyond just so, talking Mikey. Who, yeah. are you, who are your characters? I think you make a strong case for Carol King. I mean, you really, really brought to my attention how layered and clever she was. Yeah, above even I Titus. I agree with that too. But um, I'm really surprised that you haven't got on your soapbox yet and talked about the character of Jacqueline Voorhees. No, I'm gonna save it to the end. I know how you <laughs> feel about yeah, it. Yeah, I think, you mean, I think we're gonna save that. You mean, for later. you mean Jacqueline? I figured we'd say the nice things and then I'd come with the fire. But uh, well, <laughs> so yes. my my favorite then is the cameo, and I guess he's in a few episodes oh, of yeah. John Ham. Oh, he did kill it. I love John Ham. He, he always brings it. And in and, and this particular role is the charismatic, you know, sort of like in the music man, the guy that comes to town and snowballs everybody. Yeah. Preacher mm-hmm. that tricked these guys. <laughs> and then the way they just – they dissect him from being this this mythical, powerful guy to being a total loser. Yeah. When they show his audition video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed John Hamm immensely. I think John Hamm enjoys John Hamm. Uh, what's not to like? I mean, yeah. if I was John Hamm, I would I'd be pretty happy with. I myself. literally think he's he I wakes think- up and says, "I'm John Hamm," and like smiles. No, I mean with the that, the people he rolls with, arrogant. I don't think he's that guy. He should be that guy. No, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's arrogant at all. If that's what you, yeah. you take that. No, I don't even think he should be. It's not even arrogance. It's just appreciating that you're John Hamm. Well, I think he's probably thankful that things worked out the way they did. Yeah, because it wasn't an overnight thing for him at all. He's been at it for a long time. I should have been John He's, he's been, you know, waiting tables and bartending <laughs> in L.A. since the early 90s. It took him a long time to really Wish it would have been land my a leading role. 
like he did on Mad Men. And yeah. that was that was all like you know happenstance because they didn't like him at first in Mad Men. They kept re-auditioning him, you know. And he was on Thirty. Oh. Yeah, he was on Thirty Rock. Uh, well, him was, and Tina Fey supposedly close he, friends. He was um he was um the stupid hot boyfriend on yeah. Thirty Rock. He was so helplessly dumb, but he it was a bubble episode. He lived in the bubble of being really beautiful, and the world does not tell you how dumb and right, wrong you are. Right, I get that joke. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that same kind of thing kind of worked for him because now he was in another bubble where he did this heinous thing, but he's so charming and, and, and beautiful that he had everybody could, like <laughs> sing along with him in the courtroom and like uh, just totally turn things around on. Right. The the handcuff escape thing and the. I like that we've decided he's beautiful. Have yeah, we? I don't. Have yeah. we? Are, are we? <laughs> Are we collectively just going to say that he's beautiful and he's a beautiful man? What's, I mean, From what I've learned he's a, he's about what beautiful guy. means, <laughs> I can't put him in that category. You know, if you want to just avoid the whole, like, are you gay talk, like, just say he is. Because <laughs> if then I'm going to ask you who do you think is, and you're going to be naming, like, 13 and 14 different guys. And oh, for like, me, it's, you're like, it's like Baby Goose and... Uh, who? Baby Goose? What? Baby Goose. Top Gun? No, Gosling. Oh, oh. Gosling is a baby goose. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> wow. Ryan Gosling, you really do up. have taste like a little girl. <laughs> He's a dreamboat. <laughs> Who else? Vanderbeek? No. And then Robert I've, I've, I've met Vanderbeek on the set of CSI Cyber. But I think most of my votes are. But I think most of my votes are just like they're. One of my favorite actors. So. <laughs> I think that clouds my judgment. Yeah, I think I would liken John Hamm to RDJ in that they're both men's men. You know, yeah. they're like they're well, like see, I guys we want to aspire to be like. Well, but see, I've seen videos of John Hamm not playing characters. Yeah, and he's not like that in person. Well, no, Whereas RDJ, when he's just being RDJ, he's kind of like, oh man, that's the guy. Yeah, he lives I that. would want to hang out he with. He's that. so amazing. I love that guy. And like now he's like sober, he doesn't drink, and he's still that guy. So it's still like yeah. for he's who I consider like a man's man. Whereas John Hamm, I think, would be he plays a, a best friend. Man. You know? Yeah. Like, because he's like very corny. He's very he's your wing jokey. Man? You'd want him for your wingman? Yeah, he'd definitely be the guy you hang out with. Wait, I don't. But you John know, Hamm is a wingman? If you go into a bar with John Hamm, he's going to get the girl every yeah, time. I'm sorry. Not you. Get, he gets the tin, and I get all the numbers. I'm, 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 I'm murdering that wingman. This is bullshit. He opens all the doors for the I'm tins. Like, I go to bar. I and then I, I, when, I even... the, when all the other ones lose out, you have your pick. You're going to go to. Sometimes you got just to pick how you want to get your tin. You're going to go to bars with this guy. You're gonna, and I mean, he gets the dumb tin and you get the smart tin, which is always better. Wow. He gets the supermodel scientist. Like, wait, no. what? I want to know, know what bars you're going to that have all these tens to pick from. It's pretty what? amazing. I want to know the drinks you're LA. having to make I live them. In LA. They all want to be actresses, so <laughs> <laughs> it's at a lot of bars out here. Hey, who, who do you got, Talk? Who's your who's your character? Character. Hello? Talk. Oh Maybe. no, did we lose you, Talk? No, he's there. Mm, I really want to hear his character hierarchy. Talk. Mm. You're on. Well, then screw you then. Network issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what are we going to talk about next? <laughs> oh, what did you guys think service. of um, the whole <laughs> weird rich New York family dynamic thing? I mean, um, it was a stereotype, just definitely. like Titus was a stereotype, just like Jacqueline was a stereotype. Yeah, this whole show is actually just a bunch of stereotypes. It is. I mean, Except for 
uh, Kimmy Smith is a stereotype. Who's a real person in this? Nobody. It's, it's be a comedy. One person, uh, the landlord. Yeah, Carol Kane's so? probably the closest, but she's, she, she's, she's still because she has so she's an onion. It's nonstop layers. Yeah, but of she's what still the fuck. a New York Jew stereotype. They still yeah. play that up. Yeah. Um, Semi. Yeah. I don't think anyone's normal in this. Mm. They're all like just super. But um, I like that the little boy's a super villain. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, when she thought she thought that she was one of the superhero party. His birthday party. I like, I like, was I like how they funny. I like how they blow up hospitals. It's like when when he starts beating up on uh, Titus in costume, uh, I thought that was pretty pretty sinister. I, I like it when that was well, evil. Even when uh, Kimmy sets up the birthday party and 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 Jacqueline gets mad, she's like, "This looks like a kid's birthday party." <laughs> yeah. like, but it is a kid, you know. Like, what's going on? Uh, and I think Titus even has has these little things about rich people when he talks about like rich New Yorkers are the worst. Mm-hmm. They're like you know they're they're inventing dog breeds that no one even needs. <laughs> yeah. And um, what do you say? And they're 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 they're, they're curing um, uh, uh, what is it malaria overseas? But it, like they need to like cure malaria in America first, right? Like, like she's like he's taking the stance of malaria. Yeah. Is They're definitely really... taking pokes at a lot of archetypes here, a lot of stereotypes. Yeah, and then also the the boyfriend that she eventually has, uh, the, the 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 rich guy who's the daddy's boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about stereotypes, um, talk. You got disconnected. <laughs> uh, who is your favorite character? <laughs> um, it has to be a draw between the landlord lady and Titus. Right. Okay, I guess that's fair. Yeah. yeah, I like them both pretty well. And I was actually kind of surprised that Carol Kane was in the show. I haven't really watched her in anything since Taxi. Oh, wow. Uh, I, don't, I didn't know who she was at all. Yeah, she, she's old school. Yeah, I think she was I think she was bigger in the 70s and parts of the 80s. In the 80s, too. yeah. She's just, she's like just always been like a kooky, um, yeah. you know, girl, uh, you know, cute in her, in her own way. Um, right. Not in this. <laughs> well, they, they, they got her looking pretty 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 bad um and that voice is just like oh my god yeah um, it's kind of a it's kind of a freakishly hideous voice but it was something that was kind of like a charm for her back in her back in her younger days oh and yeah yeah she was always really funny on taxi so Did she just, that was the last thing i saw her in maybe you know aside from like some woody allen movies yeah woody allen and, i was going to say yeah, she did some woody yeah allen. Tell she's like she could tell she's like that 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 type she, that would. She's real New Yorker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And <laughs> well, since you're from New York, I guess you could <laughs> say better than us talk if that's real New Yorker. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you what's a New Yorker. Maybe in some cases, maybe in some <laughs> cases, yeah. <laughs> I could totally imagine a lady like that just walking down 34th Street. Yeah, that'd be a miracle, huh? <laughs> hey, oh, sorry. I'm here all week. I see what you feel. did there. Yeah. yeah. Why is she on 34th Street? Is she going to Broadway? Is she going to go see a No, musical? no. I just meant like a, a, a character like her. <laughs> right. Like someone that she's playing. Like I could see someone like that walking around 34th Street. Like at least where I'm working. Wow. Like on the west side. Mm-hmm. Where, all the, where all the daddy's boys are? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about it because everybody else is talking about it. So that was the most, to me, that was the most awesome part of the whole show, and it was a credit thing. Yeah, it was oh. It was something else, man. I think that's one of the few times watching the series that I laughed out loud. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I yeah. actually started chuckling at I the actually screen. actually rewound and- it. Did you, pick <laughs> up, did you pick up on the gay vibe of the whole daddy's boy thing before, before the musical 
Um, no, I thought I he was just yeah. like yeah, he was just such me. a spoiled rich boy well, yeah, that right. he wanted to own the whole mama's boy yeah, thing, but even, for daddy. Yeah, he, even he was like the premise of the sh- of the of the show, which was like a guy comes back from from the navy and goes straight to see his daddy. <laughs> like, yeah, and like that's that's you know you just think like that's what it is. Yeah, you like know? He, but no, no, <laughs> no, no. Like a whole new dark. Film. I like how they got the AMC guy. To uh, actually do it, like yeah. to actually, like say, like announce it. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like because they cut it, they cut it off right, right in the middle of when it just got like, okay, well, there's like, was like three generations of it. Yeah, like, he was like, we're yeah. gonna do a re-airing. Wait, like, no, no, you said <laughs> we had an agreement. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh my wait, gosh! Wait, well, I got it right here. I hope we don't get sued. <laughs> the whole song and dance they set up was great. <laughs> oh man, it was so good. And the daddy best boys, part, daddies, uh, daddies. down, the best part of that is the part that's under the credits, because uh, you know I guess the, they didn't the, want to show that. Part. <laughs> you can't show that oh part. My God. But it's like a cop showing up, and he's like, "What are you two doing back there behind that dumpster?" <laughs> and then he's, like, and then the daddy character is like. <laughs> What, a man can't get a little taste of his boy before the Navy ruins him? <laughs> oh. And the cop is like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I thought you were two poor miscreants behind there. Oh. <laughs> he was like, carry on. Uh, carry, carry on. on. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is like the, uh, uh, listen to the Tweety Bird. And, and like the little Tweety, Tweety Bird. That's a, that's the next song. Uh, well, it wasn't Tweety, Tweety Bird. Bird. It was Dickie Bird. Dickie Bird. Dickie Bird. Dickie Bird. Oh, Dickie Bird. Dickie Bird. Dickie Bird. And it was a tweedle dee get off of me. There are a lot of gay jokes in this series. Tweedle tweedle twaddle. When you really start to add it up, there's a lot of gay jokes in this series. Twiddle twaddle twiddle means to the right a little. Oh, Dickie Bird. Like, oh my God, dude. What are you doing, man? That was. But you know, 30 Rock had musical numbers. You remember, like, Muffin Top and, like, um, uh, uh, there's, like, other songs, too. Like, they had musical numbers as well. And that's what, that's the whole Richmond thing. You know, the guy is the same kind of. Or orchestral, orchestral. I don't know what the word is. Orchestral. Yeah. I'm not using that one. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I refuse it. But yeah, it's the same kind of. It's, it's it's I think it's brilliant in that in that sense. And uh, well, we're talking about songs. We can't ignore like the hit song of the series. I'm talking about Pinot Noir. Pinot <laughs> Noir. An ode to black. <laughs> penis <laughs> i get to say it you don't <laughs> yeah the music it's, video is it's actually funny. spelled p-e-e-n-o noir <laughs> like it's pinot noir and he didn't even have what well, he didn't even have the pinot lyrics noir. he's on location in various spots the uh the the the, the landlady is helping him to do the show yeah, shots by calling his cell phone and having the <laughs> song go you know right like it's it, oh my god and it, it's just like and it's I mean, it means don't make any sense they Which shoot is, it at the Voorhees house when they're away noir, under par he's like Pinot Noir candy bar find out who <laughs> find out who your real friends are like yeah. what Did, these are 70s TV stars <laughs> yeah he does a little star to eye like what are you doing man but like, to me I felt like that was like a, a shot at 
gay music in general. Like, you, you guys remember the, well, the viral videos that Haswell yeah. made several uh, years ago? Don't bring it up, no. Don't say it. Wait, what is don't this? Say wait, it. no, it's no, going to get stuck in my head. Did you what, remember, what? like, the Haswell hit video that went viral several years ago? Is I it, said, what, 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 what? In the butt. In the butt? I said, oh, what, what? Yeah. I felt like this was just a stab at the that kind time. of phenomenon. The last time you guys brought that song up <laughs> on a podcast, like, I don't know, three weeks ago, I couldn't get it out of my head. I was at work singing the chorus. <laughs> that everybody song was like, came up three weeks ago? Yeah. Because somebody said, what, what? And then somebody else finished it. And then my brain was like, oh, You yeah. see what he's done? He's forever <laughs> planted those lyrics into our psyche. Well, yeah, it's, I know. It's better it's to follow us. Generation. Yeah. Well, well, Michael, it's better to get it stuck in your head than... But but uh hey oh um yeah it it just 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 actually wasn't the video kind of like that though yeah that's why I think they they ripped that off exactly yeah wow it's just kind of abstract makes no sense you know club music with with sexual innuendo heavy lyrics he has he has a wonderful voice. I mean, I think he has, he has a Oh good, yeah, Titus very can sing, talented. For sure. like, moving, I'm sure his background has to be Broadway or something. I was very, yeah. I, was no, very... I, I think he was on the Broadway show. Yeah, like, I think so. Like uh, I was very moved at the end of the first episode when she uh, decides not to leave uh, back to um, Indiana, Indiana and um, uh, and comes back and is driven and saying like, you know, we're gonna make it, you and me, Titus, and then they 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 sing in Times Square. I thought it was a really poignant scene because it's a very you know we know the setting the course for these two characters throughout the series yeah. and nobody around them can give less a shit <laughs> you know? yeah. and i just put something it's so perfect in perspective and, I, and they're singing circle of life which is something that so endearing and then she's like ad-libbing you know what we would have did yeah, as kids, because we don't know what the hell they're saying. Uh, <laughs> That's so, what I thought she was doing. I, I wasn't quite sure what the hell she was singing, but the the, the, the fact that she was selling it so well. That so well. Yeah, yeah, was it Penguins in Pajamas? Uh, uh, Is that what we th- thought the lyrics were as kids? Yeah, yeah. Been, yeah. But penguins in Pajamas. pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> I never don't, thought that. Don't get me started on that song. <laughs> From the day we arrived on the planet. Okay, so here's my question. What did you guys think? Of the random love triangle between the daddy's boy and Dong. <laughs> yeah, I said it that okay. Way see, perfect. we laugh at Dong, but we're not laughing at Kimmy, which is Vietnamese for penis. That is a what? very yeah. Because remember Wait, when she meets is when she meets Dong at oh, at the GED yeah, yeah. course. Oh right, he tells her that she laughs. She laughs when he says Dong, and she says I'm Kimmy, and he laughs because he says Kimmy is Vietnamese for penis. I didn't really look it up, but. Um, it's not, know, I'm it's sure. A, and 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 they okay. The use of the joke, the dong yeah, reference, right? It's yeah. is beat to shit. But I just think they nailed it every time. Because yeah, even they, then, it, she got annoyed. It. You know, she ended up yeah. getting annoyed. Like you know, no, like she's like, I need dong. Like someone get <laughs> someone get the dong out the wall. Get dong out the wall. Like, oh my god! Like it's just just. Uh, but and oh, he, oh, and then when they tell the cop, I just, I just like Dong, and he's like, "Me too." Yeah, don't, don't tell, tell, don't tell them guys. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Another gay joke. Uh, but um, six white complainers. Did you um, think that it was necessary uh, for the love triangle? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it was a maybe that's a triangle, but she also had a love interest before with the. Well, I mean, throughout the whole first episode, she meets a guy at a club, and she's about to kiss him, and then she gets her backpack jacked. Um, and then that's when I was talking about the dark parts, Michael, like when, cause she, 
has some things that she experienced and she gets into this combat mode. She beats up the bouncer and she has these moments where anybody goes up behind her. She goes, I don't like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's funny, but it's, it's still, it's kind of sad. Right. Uh, so very sad. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. and then, and then she, the guy who was a tutor for um, the kid, you know, they, they, you know, have a little thing. And then yeah, I didn't understand that one at all. What, what about, no, what about it? Well, because he was just like, oh, I thought we were just having some fun. Yeah, because she came full-blown, let's get matching tattoos. He got a Well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, he would just randomly kiss her from time to time. He was just like, I just thought we were having fun. Yeah, because she came What was at- his goal? They, w- they, they, could, they could have progressed into something be- Maybe better. Maybe they were trying to make a commentary on New York guys of a certain age. Well, no, no, no. I think I think he just, honestly, dude, if you're hooking up with a chick casually and then she comes up out of nowhere saying, Yeah, like, hooking let's, up. He just be kissed together. her. I'm not yeah. talking about the be together part. Cancel all of that. Okay. Don't think uh, about that. I'm saying, what was he seeing from whatever the fuck they had that he was just like, oh, I thought we were just having fun. But he said that in response to when she after she went went all the way there. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, in general, that whole well, yeah, it, relationship yeah. almost thing didn't make sense. Because okay. if he's just like, oh, I see her for an hour a day or something, and we kiss for once a day, and then that's it? What they was they the kiss, point of They kissed twice. I don't know. I, I think I think he just knew that he wasn't really an aggressive guy, and and she was very naive. So that was a good combination. So he wasn't gonna like. I think he just kind of was going her pace, mm-hmm. um, and I think that it would have honestly progressed into something more more you know meaningful. But it just unfortunately hit an unfortunate speed bump by you know the whole butt dial thing. That's what I think. That's what I took away from it. Hmm. Because I you also you just can't figure out guys though. What's going on with guys? Because he also like was <laughs> deleted from the show after that. Yeah, yeah I don't you, know if you guys yeah, noticed. I that. That, yeah, so was the kid who was my. I love that kid because when I was a kid, I used to want to be a supervillain. So oh, I'm sure they're gonna bring. We him saw back each in. other. <laughs> or maybe he made. Did he go live with the with? Uh, oh well, that's his well, that's kid. her. Kid. That's her kid. Yeah, so he's still there somewhere, being a weirdo. Yeah, stranger danger. I'm not a stranger danger. <laughs> I'm like I'm not. Stra- it's not. What are you saying? I'm not uh, stranger danger. I'm a stranger danger ranger. <laughs> Where do you live? Like, oh my god. No. Um. But. But yeah. Um. Going back to uh, what we were saying before, because I remember. Yeah, the love triangle. Exactly. That's necessary? what we were talking about. Because I remember that. Uh, uh. Yeah, that's a plot device that is used in shows all the time. Yeah, they, it's a total, total, completely normal place for them to go. Yes. See, for me, like, since the whole premise is her being, like, unbreakable and, like, it seems like the show is kind of geared towards showing how strong she is. Like, even in the theme song, they're like, women yeah. are so strong and blah, yeah. blah. Mm-hmm. I was just like, strong as hell. I felt like that was forced for what I was expecting. You know what yeah, I mean? Because, like, the whole rich family thing, she's trying to tell her, like, be strong, you know, care about yourself, don't let a man boss you around. Like, that's how this whole show is going. But then there's this, like, weird love triangle thing that I was just like... This kind of demeans all that, you know? How? How does it? Because it weakens her character? Slightly. But it doesn't. They're saying that, so, yeah. that a woman can do that and still be strong. I'm it, talking about not her character in the show, her character part of the show. Like, as a show as a whole, from a writing perspective, I just felt like you could have had her either date one of them, date neither of them, I but just, not had the weird triangle thing, because that's, like, such a trope for, like, romantic comedies and like chick flicks I mean. and things like that, that I felt like you take away from the strength of your show trying to say that she's a strong woman trying to make it in the world after a traumatic event. Maybe they were, they were satiring that. 
Yeah, and I can see too how comes the, the story developed with with Dom. But they didn't satire it. They just played it the way every rom com would ever play. Well, like that was literally like, how every rom com does she, it. Yeah, she doesn't really end up with anybody. Yeah, yeah because I mean, if, if, if she, if she were to end up with somebody, I can sort of understand like your 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 point of view that it's kind of like a forced. Um, but didn't you feel that was forced too? Well, you know, because Dong just gets married for a green card. So you know, Tina Fey and 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 Dirty Rock. You know, Liz Lemon. She struggled with dudes. Up yeah, until but the that last didn't start seasons. Like, that didn't get like hardcore was, struggling with dudes it was until enough. like season three. It was known that she had problems with dudes. You know, and then I think you know what's his name. Um, but what I'm saying though is they had already the, established the, the, the in Dirty Rock. Guy, um, <laughs> what's his name? He, he's the you know called her like you know punk or whatever like what was his name I forgot i don't remember he was a the, yeah. he was just like he treated her like 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 trash and she would always go to him um yeah and um but similar i think but they're gonna have a similar, Rock, they similar established thing. her before we got to her relationship crap yeah well we and knew this we knew one she was kind of we knew she wasn't really swimming in the maybe dudes. they didn't know they were gonna get another season but i thought you, you guys told me that it was, it was already greenlit for two seasons yeah. it was 13 episodes that they had produced originally for nbc or well, I understand, your, I understand your observation, criticism of the... Um, and maybe in those 13 the, episodes, the they felt like they had to have an entire series from beginning to end. Oh, okay. Well, if you put it that way, then yeah, I guess I could see somewhat the reason. Do you want, do you want more Dong, Michael? No. <laughs> no. No Dong for you? I thought that relationship was forced. <laughs> no, actually, no, dude. dude I mean, uh, raise your hand if you've been friend-zoned. No, both, no, that part's okay. Are, I'm talking both about... hands are up. Um, it, it, the way that the relationship uh, developed was, I thought, I thought it was pretty natural because they first needed to, they, they were classmates, but then out of her need to want to actually get through the course, she had to form some alliances. She tried that kooky woman who Dong ended up marrying, and she, um, <laughs> and then she, and then she, the and then she ended up, and then Dong ended up needing a place to stay because, uh, you know, the the, the boyfriend, the, the rich guy, I can't say his name right now. Uh, you he, just say daddy's boy. He, daddy's daddy's boy. Daddy's boy. He called immigration. He called immigration on him. So then that forced them together. And then they got into these situations where they realized, oh, something's there. They had to kiss because uh, Xanthropy wanted to uh, make it seem like uh, she was going to bring hell with her if she had to live with her mother after the divorce. Uh, and then they ended up kissing. So it was. I thought because when she first met daddy's boy, uh, it was more in the setting of like, oh hi, how are you? It was more like that that spark right there. But with Dong, it was more of a um, you know, you got started off as a platonic, thing. right? You know, you well, got to war- you got to warm up to Dong. Yeah, if we let's think about both of these men and and what they're trying to serve. So, Daddy's boy is supposed to be the Prince Charming type. He's, exactly, he's the guy that she's supposed to go through for that all girls aspire to marry, supposedly. There you go. But then that's turned on its head when he turns out to have all those daddy issues. <laughs> then, then <laughs> Dong serves the 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 nice, sensitive guy that you friend zone. Yeah, um, archetype. But then they flip that on its head when he ends up getting married and she really falls for him and all of that. When she finally yeah. figures out that like, that's the way she should go, it was it's already yeah, too late. Maybe maybe the writers right. are being clever and they're just taking two scenarios that we're familiar with and turning them inside out. I doubt that men are going to really be portrayed um, in too positive of a light. Like that they they're going to probably the popular thing is going to be like men are just kind of like their dogs and they're going to get you, you know, and then. It was just—I mean—it's kind of a theme with Tina, in, in some ways. I don't know. I don't know if this show needs to go that far. It's, I feel like it's a show that doesn't take itself too seriously at all, mm. and it's not trying to shove any message down your throat. It's not trying to turn right, it you into too preachy. Right. right. It's not. It's not too preachy. 
So yeah. I don't think that they're necessarily going to um, harp on guys too hard. Yeah, they're not. They're not shoving dong down their throats. So. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, guys. I just I live in the basement. Um, and it, it's clearly not a show that's worried about offending. Yeah, no. It's oh, not, it's yeah, not afraid about, to offend. Uh, what are oh, we gonna have that conversation now? It's yeah. it's about time. I, I, I think maybe it's about time we come up. So personally, I. I started this show. I watched, like I said, the first episode maybe two months ago and then forgot it existed. I'm not even going to lie because okay. I usually only watch seven TV shows at a time. And, wow. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't part of my grouping. I was just bored one night and Netflix was like, hey, do you want to watch this? And I was like, oh, sure. Whatever. I had a lot of hookups that way. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but when I got to the second episode, there was a bomb dropped on me that made me have to stop watching for a week. And I didn't actually start watching the show again until today because I had to finish it for this podcast. But um, Get a cram. the fact <laughs> that the Jane Koslowski, Krakowski, Krakowski whatever, yeah. the fact that Jack her character Jack is supposed to be Native American really pissed me off. Yeah, she's supposed to be, was a Cherokee? I don't yeah, even know if they I went to the tribe. I don't, I don't even know. know. I, I don't yeah. think they ever said a tribe because that's did. a dangerous Whatever tribe thing. it was, they were doing well enough to have their own Sears catalog. <laughs> well, that's supposed to be for all tribes. Native American. Sears. Yeah, it's just Sears version for Native American. So Americans. go on, go on. So being part Native American mm-hmm. and, you know, like my grandfather grew up on a reservation and stuff like that, mm-hmm. well, that scene pissed me off because I was just like, why would you even have this as part of her character trait? You know what I mean? He thought it was in bad taste. I thought it was in very bad taste. Because, like, you're saying that, one, being white is better than ever being Native American. And that, two, it's so bad being Native American that she's just like, you know what? I'd rather get rid of all of that and be white. And that, to me, is just very offensive. Kind of like what's going on today. I think that the writers thought it would be funny because um, Jane Krakowski is so obviously not Native American that... That's the joke in and of itself. I think also, I mean, yeah, it is. It is a. I think. I think that was a little too extreme for me. Yeah. But I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't really think about what Mike said. What Michael just uh, talked about. My problem about that portion of the show is like, okay, they had a white actress play this character, where I feel like maybe it could. They could have gone with someone who actually is maybe part Native American or or has some sort of. Uh, like indigenous descent so uh, to play like, that role, and then like yeah. you have the visual look of someone who's part of you know partially native, who's whitewashed, and then like I feel like that would have been less extreme. Um, but I think I took my issue with the fact that they had like a white actress play that role, kind of like an Aloha oh, thing with Emma Stone and. Oh yeah, she was supposed to be Hawaiian in that. Yeah, I seen that. All the Hawaiians were pissed. Yeah, all of them. There's a similar thing going on. Like a lesser, uh, it's like Nina Simone's biopic is Zoe Zaldana. She's playing like a much darker woman, and they're putting her kind of like in, you know, doing that. Like saying the thing. The thing is like there's enough actors and actresses that resemble different people to like you know you could do that wait what are you talking about like well just having to go out of someone's natural how someone would naturally be you know resembled with their ethnicity and their features and stuff and going all the way out to get grab someone else that either doesn't look like that or try to make them look like that like it's that draws a lot of criticism and i understand that uh i think that the the defense and everything like that's definitely you know I, i if someone's offended by that that's obviously for good reason, especially with someone with your with your background. And um, mm-hmm. 
I think one thing that the show tries to do is they try to address it in a way that this woman is bonkers. You know, Jacqueline is just out there crazy. See, I don't see uh, that either. I never saw her the as parents, bonkers. The parents are the ones that have how they react to her. Uh, they're like, they, they're in that moment, you know, in that environment, in that universe, it's like they think it's outlandish and weird. And even like going into like critiquing some of their customs, like, you know, uh, or, or not customs, but uh, even like words like uh, he, he asked her, well, what do you call sitting down with your legs crossed? And she said something czar, not not in not style. style, yeah. Um, and um, you know, and there's two scenes with the parents. No, she says Indian style, and the mom goes. Well, she, she says, well, well she she corrects the mother when saying Indian. She's telling no, they don't don't say Indian. It's like, well, what? Then what do you call sitting down with your legs crossed? And it's a crisscrossy city down or whatever. Well, yeah, that's what she did. Yeah. And then they're like. And then they bring up uh, what do you call when you give somebody something and then take it back? <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. You, you give her. Tix, tix, yeah, tix she goes, idiot giver. They go, how could that be named after us? <laughs> That's yeah, something the white yeah. man invented. So, yeah, that was funny. And then when he says, like, when we, when we came here on the Iron Eagle, like, I'm just kidding, I know it was an airplane, I was in the Air Force. Like, yeah, but that's, they try, like, that's, that's, that's their way to kind of backpedal, I think, because I know they know it's, I know they know it's offensive. It's like, well, I think one of the things they're trying to do with her is a similar thing with Kimmy, where. They're trying to deal the, the, it's the, the past and the present. It's like keeping them complete, the effort to keep them completely separate, you know? So for her reasons of shame and, and, and why not make her Irish or something? Admiration. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, uh, like, I feel like there's certain groups you just can't ever make a joke about because mm-hmm. like a native Americans, one of them. And I'm not saying that because I'm part no, of native course, American. No. I'm saying, Period. Yeah. That's just one of the ones where you're like, like don't fucking cross know, that line because yeah, you, a, they a, already got fucked over so much. That. There's yeah. no reason for you to do this. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, you got also like careful with you know like Jewish as well. Not as much. Mm-hmm. Well, it, usually it's Jews doing it, so it's, yeah. like, it's okay. But you can't like just go in like. Well, yeah, you, know. you can't like get really. Like neo Nazi with your statements, yeah. but yeah. it's you not like you can make Jewish jokes and no one would be like, "Oh, they're a protected group." <laughs> like, don't do that. Like, I feel like Native American. Everyone's kind of come to the consensus. Like, yeah. yeah, let's not do anything fucked up towards them since we did that so badly in the past. Yeah, I was just, just maybe remember the American Dad episode where his brother is his half brother is Native American and he thinks that his half brother admires his his lifestyle. It turns out that his half brother actually is very wealthy. He's doing the same thing to, to him. Uh, it's a very. It was McFarland. He attacked it like he did. He he played with it. And there was a very racist, you know. But a lot of things he does is very racist as well. But there's undertones that supposed to kind of coax it a little bit. But ultimately, but see, it's all about how you respond. Even to in it. those responses, like that show, he is doing it more from a white person's perspective of a Native American. Mm-hmm. But this is saying that a Native American doesn't want to be a Native American because it's such a shitty thing to be. But and uh, that's the thing that changes everything. And I think, for me. and I think, what like you're you upset, can make tribal yeah, jokes or stuff like that, and I'd be offended, but I wouldn't be upset about it. I identify mm-hmm. with that because with the whole thing happening right now with the Rachel Dolezal thing, you know, the, the white woman who's and uh, uh, the NWACP tried to, tried to become black to be <laughs> and, and and just totally forget her white ancestry and everything. I look at that in a very similar way, so I completely identify with your, um, you know, standpoint and your reaction to it. But you don't believe Not be, in, it might be identical, but there's similar things like you can't. You don't believe in trans race? 
because they it don't does, get, it they did, don't have rights to it. It didn't, yeah. it didn't exist before her, and it doesn't exist now. So there's no community. And then, like, the show stays away from it for a while. And, like, I started to just, like, kind of forget. You know, and then oh, the season the finale, yeah. no, it's a she's, like, howling at the moon and stuff. But, you know, the thing is, she doesn't get it. Like, I, I understand, but she doesn't. Again, it's not about her. Yeah. You're looking at the it writers, from the character. The I could fuck who, less who, about who the character. I'm saying people who made it. Who made it. It was yeah. fucked up that they'd even go there. Right. She could have been Irish. She could have been you know what, too, Polish. She could have been anything where you're just like, you yeah. know, they have a strong roots in America where they're proud of coming from their country. Right. And they don't mm-hmm. like being assimilated. And they could have made her and that. She, and she reacted in that moment to assimilation of like the, the the school mascots were all indian and native american looking and she was like she stood up against it and, and, and even on the road trip she was trying to tap into our native american yeah uh, like saying, oh we head west and we do this and there's like signs everywhere to show like where they're supposed to go <laughs> uh and i i and like so like look i'm not i'm not definitely not gonna uh, uh defend it uh, but it also too reminded me of a Thirty Rock episode where they brought back Night Court. I don't know if you guys remember that Tracy Tracy's character. Oh no, um, it was uh, the page. He wanted to bring back Night Court, and she was actually uh, Jane Krakowski's character. She was a revolving character on Night Court. She was a wolf, and she did the same exact howl on that show than she did on this one. That's just a more of a trivial thing. thing. Well, at least I she's didn't do got, background on that. Show. At least she's got range. You know, to be actually dressed <laughs> as a wolf. And then you have the, 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 the freaking wolf. Um, I guess they like wolves. Let's see if he likes wolves. Oh, the freaking Dances wolf, with yeah, wolves. The thing that Titus was. But that's the time yeah. with Native American as well. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that. Yeah, Titus's Franken wolf thing was pretty good. But then again, there was another but, yeah, racial remember, statement. Remember, he's not, not freaking. Well, yeah, they were he's trying a, to make another racial statement. He's a monster created by Franken Wolf because he was treated better as a werewolf than he was as a black man. Oh my yeah. god! And then, the, but and then again, the, those the, type of racial statements are way different. But than I, I that think that's one. A, a clear sign that the creators of the show think that they're being clever and helpful. They think that they're they're exposing stereotypes for what they really are, and that they're bringing people I mean, closer together. I've Asian, never heard Asian, the stereotype Asian, that Native Americans would rather be white. Well, be well, I, think, I think that's why it's greeted with so much surprise and so much like, what are you, either, what are you, you thinking? Know, what are you doing? You know where I think that comes from? I think that's borrowed from Mexican Americans. I think that that comes that that story has existed. Oh no, it exists. with Californians with Mexican parents. Hey, it exists. It exists in any group I think, of people. I think that's been. where they borrowed it from. They thought let's let's apply it to Native Americans and maybe yeah. it'll work. But and honestly, maybe it's completely, funny. honestly, completely different groups. Honestly, it exists that. with any group that was like really kind of like. Downtrodden by yeah. you know, the that they'd Western rather world. be white. There has been not Native American. Well, maybe, maybe, not, right yeah, maybe not Native American. Not. That is not the group but that look, is going to ever. But like be before, white. before this Rachel Dolezal thing, before it all hit, the cases of that, it was the opposite. It was black people disguising themselves as white to get to get to be uh, you know into uh, society. Yeah, I get and that, that. Was thing. That was a, a uh, there's there's skin bleaching things. There's there's, there's no, stuff you're right, like though. for you, people to try to be accepted by. It's you know, a story that's familiar to any immigrant exactly. culture, but, but not natives Native are not immigrants. Exactly. Yeah, right. That's where like, it differs. Native American heritage is all about the fact that their land was stolen from them. Right, right. right. You're never yeah. going to be like, those people who stole our whole heritage and let's, our history like and our them. land, they that, have that it so it. much better than me that I'd rather be them. And yeah. You can't like that's what I said. If it's yeah. any other race, any other ethnicity, right. anything else, I would have been okay with it. But the fact yeah. that it was Native American was just something that I felt like because they even broached it, it went too far. 
Right. Yeah. It was a weird decision. I'm, Good sh- point, I'm sure that their hearts are in the right place, but they did not nail it with this one. And that we'd all agree. Yeah. This didn't work on the capacity they thought it would. It was bizarre. It was odd. Yeah. I thought, not also too it, it, it kind of felt a little out of place too, like in relations to the everything else of the show. Yeah, it drove. Like it did feel it, kind of weird. It had a it slowed the it show down. It had a down. bit of a statement when they're trying to link the whole um, like accepting your background, accepting who you are, and how she was trying to relate that to yeah Kimmy's Kimmy. experience. It just seemed weird that they had to write add this whole thing about her Native American background. Yeah, I felt like it slowed the show down too. Whenever there were flashbacks, yeah, that, I got really yeah. bored. I think too. Um, another di- weird direction I think they took was went the with the Kimmy's um, stepfather, and I don't know. I mean, I love the show. I'll, I'll be forward and saying like I love, I love it. I've watch, I watch it like stupidly, like pretty much almost every day. Um, <laughs> but that the the character and then that kind of the story of like you know because you're gonna wonder probably gonna see the mother in the next episodes, but apparently the the man who led the manhunt for her. Uh, and uh, he was completely incompetent. I guess they ended up finding her from a psychic pig on the police force. Right. And um, FBI. he turned out FBI pig and, um, and it turns out to be a pig. I think that's that's got to be some kind of symbolism because it's a pig, right? Right. Um, and um, But he's completely incompetent and he actually loses his mother, her mother in the process. And then they have a daughter and they name her Kim, Kim, me, Kim. Try to say it different. They spell it differently. They try to call her different, but it really wasn't different. It was really just Kimmy. They tried to start over with another daughter, and she mm-hmm. hates her, of course. And I, I didn't. I didn't oh really yeah, know and it's it's the that. actress from I Mad Men. Kimmy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's uh, Draper's daughter. I forget oh, her wow, the actress name. Yeah, okay. yeah. Awesome. Shit. tie into Mad Men right there. Oh wow, wow. So I mean, I just thought he was just over the top. Like that. You were saying but he's kind of like he the, was um, supposed to be the guy from Andy Griffith. Yeah. So for me, I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That guy was like that. But, I mean, this guy, I mean, but did, don't rep- did, did he, did he what, do... Was it, was it too much for you, Yannick? I don't know. I mean, Did you ever watch the Andy Griffith show? Yeah. Because that guy was exactly like that. Like, everything he I did... I never saw the show, but I've seen be, parts, like, on YouTube and stuff, and I, I kind of made that uh, illusion. Well, it's like he, he's so st- dumb that he thought her phone was a chip. And he dipped it, and then he to prove he and then he goes out to find his daughter. Well, actually, he tries to go into the room where his daughter's locked herself into, and there's not door's not even locked, so he decides to shoot the door with a gun. And there's not and so, and then she runs out. And he goes out to find her. He can't make it one house down until he meets these guys, and then he Selling ends up drugs. he ends up doing a whole shit ton of heroin and hooking up with some you know obese uh, prostitute. And then once they finally meet up again, and they go, he comes to Dernsville uh, to testify against the the, the preacher. Uh, he loses. He he chases a cat up a tree, sets things on fire. Like just as I'm talking, you realize this is like really fucking like you know. And I get it. It's just completely. It, I don't know. I just thought it was just kind of like. It, it got a little messy at the end for me. I think. Uh, I think maybe they just maybe they ran out of episodes and maybe they needed to bring things together, uh, the storylines. And then you realize, you know, Titus is married and all that stuff. And then like, so I don't know. I just thought that was a little. I I, I didn't quite understand the resolution between Kimmy and her stepfather because 
I, I kind of see your point oh. about things getting a little out of whack when he's like introduced into the later episodes. Yeah. And I kind of feel like the show could have continued on without him necessarily. Like, the, right. Kind of. I don't. I don't remember the resolution. So that's why to me. Oh, like, they were off garden. His character. The Olive Garden. Yeah, they went to the Olive Garden. Now they went to. The, the, there's an OG in New York. <laughs> Um. Yeah, they, yeah, they went, we, all went to Olive Garden one. together. Like that was the end of that episode of when they first um, were introduced. Like the worst place ever, too. Yeah, and then as yeah. you know, they finally they finally make up. But he's all tripping on heroin, seeing unicorns and shit. And like, um, mm-hmm. the, the woman asks, like, "Do you guys well, are you guys ready to eat? And are you guys eating together?" And they're like, "Yes, we are." And she says, "It's did, not a big deal." Did anybody else notice that this this Randy character, her dad, played by Tim Blake Nelson? Was basically playing the same kind of yoke idiot that he played in no Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah, I, I made well, yeah, because I I feel like his that career. That now was the first is, thing I thought. Is he's the replacement Gri- for um, Don Knot? Yeah, Don. yeah. So I thought that was kind of lazy that they were just recycling that character. Maybe Don Knotts did heroin. <laughs> I don't know. Not possible. His eyes were always wide as fuck, you know. So <laughs> I don't know, but I didn't like it. And what what is the connection with Indiana? What's with all these shows like choosing Connie. Indiana as you know the small town America? Well, it's not all these shows. It's Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah, like Everything they've got they're it connected with. They've got it in their mind that like Indiana is middle America, and it's not just them because that that series in the middle is also set in Indiana. So I think Hollywood mm-hmm. kind of has this this notion that Indiana maybe it's a demographics thing. I mean, when they middle look at the Nelson America. scales, maybe oh, yeah, yeah, I think America. Indiana is like the tenth or eleventh biggest uh, viewing populace. Oh, see, uh, that, that would make sense. That would I know that for I forget which sport it is, but they keep talking about that they need to get some a team there because they have so many people who watch sports. Well, they or yeah, watch TV. They, there's so many points where they make fun of Indiana, where like when she oh. when Kimmy tells Titus, was try to reveal Titus, I think in the first episode that she was you know in a bunker. As soon as he said she was from Indiana, he just went like, okay, yeah, that's why you're so basic. And wouldn't even right. like let her go into detail <laughs> about anything else. And then when he when he See, um, uh, dissects um, um, the, right. the other bunker girl's boyfriend um, Brandon. Who's obviously gay, right? Uh, and uh, he, he was saying like, "Well, he's from Indiana and under two hundred pounds, so that was the way." He, he, yeah, he knew that he was gay. <laughs> okay, so like, let's be serious though. Like, being from big cities, all of us. Yeah, don't you do that with people you meet from the Midwest? Because like my new boss, he's from Montana. Oh wow! And when he says I things about Montana, when he says things, we're I think we all are just kind of like, oh yeah, just that small town mentality. <laughs> Shit. It's so sure, sure, it's just it's another, so huge, but small town. It's another stereotype which the show is so full of. Yeah, and they're not they're not nice stereotypes. Some of At them are all. very un, unfavorable lights they're putting. Even people Titus under. has black ones when he like misquotes Martin Luther King Jr. and like, <laughs> so like said he was like at some gay parade and he's like, oops, I'm mixing up my struggles. Right. Like, right. What? And then there was another thing when she, when she says, or, like, don't tell me it's Martin Luther King's birthday. Or I'm the not fact that, for that he's so obsessed with fame. And oh. jumps on the viral thing is another kind of not so nice like to put uh, gay black and, and gay people yeah. under. Yeah. yeah. And, and especially like when he tries to not – because here's the deal. She has his – she has – I guess the whole perception is that gay men love juicy details and gossip. Uh-huh. And you got someone in front of you that has the most dirt and juice ever. <laughs> and so when you – when she brings her friend over and they visit and they're actually talking they're actually having a, having a casual conversation that two women would just talk about they're not talking about their experiences so he just interjects and is like 
that's boring you lived in a bunker like did, <laughs> did you guys try to eat each other like did you think i was like i'm i'm the, the real prisoners me or in my mind and um like and then just all the juicy things like about the trial like when he said he's going to join her and when she finally had the courage to go face the, the preacher she's he's going to go with her to to um so we won't have to uh see the see the, see it with ads uh, so yeah. you know, you know uh, right? yeah. That's, yeah. that's why he's going, but he could not not say it. He tried to be supportive. Like, he's like, yeah, so I can see it with that. I like the library scenes. That was one of my uh, favorite jokes. I'm going to go watch in the library. That's another stereotype, <laughs> like, though. Yeah, the old weirdo looking at porn. Yeah, licking, licking the, um, uh, licking the. Well, magazine. not just that. It's like a stereotype that like low income inner city people have to go to the library for the internet. Well, no, but but, 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 but who else is in the, the library? library in Burbank? Who else is in the library? See, it's people see? who can't afford computers, man. <laughs> it's like, why would you go to the library, man? To lose, use a computer? You're crazy, man. Yeah, it You're was crazy. Funny. And he's like on an old like security there, man. He's looking on like an old CRT, but then when you watch it, it's like a new YouTube video. It didn't make any sense. It's great. His uh, cardboard laptop wasn't that bad, though. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, when I went to the 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 upscale (laughs) coffee shop, whatever, and they start speaking French gibberish. Yeah, that was a good scene. uh, Oh my god! Um, And she had a banana for a phone, and he looked at her crazy, (laughs) like, "Bitch, this is a this is a." you know, a cardboard, cardboard laptop. laptop. Her, I put some thought into my shit, you know. Her, uh, <laughs> her French word was Beyonce. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> like, what? Uh, uh, it, yeah. Oh, what did you guys think about Yuki? The <laughs> robot? Yeah. I'm sure it's going to have a big part in season two. Because she, now she oh, knows revenge. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought she, uh, I, I was, I looked, I wanted to see if Tina Fey was actually in that costume. Uh, uh <laughs> this is the most. Oh, uh, you just remind me of something. What's up? So you do know that the lawyers for the prosecution were supposed to be the prosecutors from of the course. OJ trial? Yeah, that was, that was okay. known because when, 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 when the oh. woman asked her, like, this is your first trial, they were like, you know, they start laughing. They're like, that's and why we like coming here. Cause we're, we're not, you know, and then, yeah. and then we mentioned like what OJ they said, uh, who has four thumbs and loosen that jail jar, you know, because he's eventually in jail now. Yeah. And but also, <laughs> did you know that the this is kind of messed up? They dated. Up, but no, no, no. This is the, the plastic surgeon they're making fun of, the weird guy. Can't oh, talk. Martin Short's character. Yeah. yeah. He was awesome. He's based on a real person. And after the show came out, he killed himself. And people think it was because of the show. No way. Yeah. See, oh, like if you look Michael. it up, he says like there's all these reports that he did it because of the unflattering portrayal of him. Wow, that's a real dark note. Let's end on it. Oh, <laughs> <my> <laughs> yes. You know what? That's like that's just like uh, it reminds me of the Big Bang episode, uh, Big Bang Theory episode. Sorry, I don't know if you guys like the show, but when no. when um, when when um, uh, Amy, uh, his girlfriend, found a hole in the whole Indiana Jones plot line and said like you know it would have happened the exact same way like the, the Nazis would have died without Indiana Jones and then it just blew his mind and devastated him and all his friends. So he made it a mission to watch everything she liked and find major plot holes in that just just to come <laughs> back. So he's like watching Little House on the Prairie and all these different I things. I hope he started with the notebook. Just, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. But you know, so would you Don't guys – What do you Don't want? You would you guys rec- recommend this show? Absolutely. It's free. Well, no, no, you have no, Netflix. no. You have, have Netflix. Oh, that's so insensitive, man. Yeah. So insensitive. You need to apologize. Well, if, you have, to... if you have a friend with Netflix, you can ask well, everybody has a who friend doesn't, with Netflix. Yeah, who doesn't have a <laughs> yeah. password to Netflix? Come on. Um, people who go to the library. They still got a password. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna go to the library and watch <laughs> if watch Sin of a Woman. If you're in the library, and Sin of a Woman's a great film. If you're in the library <laughs> and you have time, you should probably watch Ooh-ah. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. That's my plug. Uh, I know you're gonna give your recommendation last, um, Michael. Uh, what about you, Talk? What do you What do you say? I, I totally recommend it. Fuck yeah! I mean, it's a it's a it's a pretty short show, so it's not like if for the people who can't sit for more than like 40 minutes, this is perfect for you. It's a very short format. It's, it's fast, uh, too. Yeah, it's funny. Really it's got a lot of yeah, They're only like 21-minute episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's because yeah. it's designed for, like, you know, network. Yeah, I sped through it really quick. So, I did yeah, it today. I, I recommend it. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I, I, I recommend it. Uh, I always ask questions like, what else do, what do you like? Did you like 30 Rock? If they say no, then I'll be like, eh. So, um, but... Yeah, I think a lot of I think the store her storyline is very identifiable with women who considers who have had maybe struggles in the past with maybe um, um, sheltering and um, experience like and maybe not like outright abuse, but you know what I mean. Like I yeah. think it could be identified some sort of oppressive some sort of oppressive uh, thing. Former mole like, uh, women coming out of a coming out of a you know a, a relationship a, a harmful relationship or things like that and, and having to deal with like personal tragedies and stuff. I think that it. It, it can be uh, – it can speak to a lot of people. But regardless of that, I think it's, I think it's just, you know, hilarious and um, and very smart, very funny. Um, yeah. I, I think I think Emmy and Golden Globes are probably going to be um, – definitely noms are coming. Because, I mean, doesn't House of Cards win? Um, they win? They win those things, right? So, you know. Not yeah. Sure. Michael. So. I would say it's a pretty good show worth watching, but I won't per, recommend it. Pretty good show. Principle. You wouldn't recommend right? it to anyone? Yeah, pretty much. So what if someone's going, it's like, you know what? I really miss Dirty Rock. Uh, we'll, uh, I'd be like, well, I'm watch. sure there's something out there you'll like. Did you? <laughs> good for you, asshole. You're going to keep this to yourself? You're going that yeah. far? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. Like I said, that that one thing Did really you say pretty pissed good me show, off. And then you followed it with like I wouldn't like. Like I said, it's a pretty good show, worth watching. It. But I won't recommend it to anyone. So basically, ever. like if, if 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 the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was water and someone was in flames, you wouldn't you wouldn't. Well, I tell them you would stop, <laughs> drop, and roll. <laughs> you would, it depends on the kind of fire. Is it electric? Is it oil? Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> so it's. It, doesn't matter the circumstance. Just stop, drop, and roll. That is you're, a, you're only going to say that. That is it. a pass like a mole before. Oh. But, yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys next month for our next TV show, which I don't even know what it is. But we I don't, don't think anyone knows. Are they bringing back Airwolf? I don't even know what that is. Dating yeah, myself, is table for one. All right. See uh, you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Peace.